Hi, I'm Trin Vatek, and you're listening to Making Marketing by Digiday. Every week, I talk to marketing leaders who are changing the industry one decision at a time. And joining me this week is Elizabeth Rutledge, the Global Chief Marketing Officer at American Express, who just launched a whole new ad campaign and brand positioning for the company called Don't Live Life Without It. The campaign is just a symbol of how Elizabeth has long thought of marketing, focused on the customer and not the business. And in this episode, we delve deep into Amex's customer mindset, why clutter is her biggest enemy, and why Fraud is what keeps her up at night. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to Making Marketing. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. Um, One of the things I wanted to start with, and this seemed like such a simple thing when I think I read that you said it, but I really liked it because it was so clean. Why are we talking, and I'm paraphrasing you, why are we talking about B2C, uh, business to consumer, when we really should be talking about consumer to business. And I think that's that's such a, it's a very clean way, and I wish I'd come up with it. It's a very <laughs> clean way of sort of saying, I think, what a lot of people now in this industry are really maybe just waking up to or just starting starting to try and understand, which is, it's not about the brands talking to the people they, that, you know, that are their consumers and their users. It's about understanding what they want and then letting the brand follow. Talk to me a little bit about what you were thinking when sort of you were coming up with this and what that's meant really for you in your role. Sure. Um, it's, for me, just so important to think about the customer first. And I think uh, you know this already. Uh, American Express is 168 years old. Um, and we're a brand that's about service and trust um, and the customer. Um, and at the end of the day, it's all about those relationships that we're creating and those connections. And I think it's really about listening, 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 um, understanding what the customer wants and needs. They'll raise their hand and tell you, <laughs> believe me, they'll raise their hand. Especially and to, these days, they will to, tell oh, you. Oh, they will tell you. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And, and for me uh, and our organization, we have always put the customer first, but it's just to remind everybody that that's where you need to start as you're creating a connection, as you're creating a campaign, as you're creating a platform. The other thing when I talked about that that I feel is really important, I, I truly believe that our biggest enemy is clutter. Um, and at the end of the day, it's really all going to be about that simple, clear, focused language to connect with the customer. And you got to speak in their terms. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you got to know them, um, understand them, make it simple, make it clear, make it frictionless, deliver them value. And then I think you're going to get that emotional connection. There's a lot to unpack there. So <laughs> let, let's start Let's start with the sort of this idea. Yes. Okay. So Amex has always been customer first. I think that's part of the brand and what it really stands for and has yeah. always stood for for yeah. many years. Um, are there, is there anything sort of that's going on just in terms of how consumers themselves have changed and the mindset that consumers have had that has made that come into sharper focus for either just you or just for the industry right now? Because this is definitely something I'm hearing across the board, right? I'm hearing this from huge 168-year-old companies. But I'm also hearing this more and more from companies that started six months ago, that customers, that's where we need to start with the customers. And it almost feels like people are just kind of getting hit with the head with this and saying, wow, we need to be doing this. Did something change? Uh, I think the customer is incredibly sophisticated. They always have. I think um, 
uh, and I think they always will be. Um, and, and I think they feel comfortable maybe even more than 10, 15 years ago in terms of really telling us what they want. Um, and here's the reason why I, I, I know that. We have um, started a program called Member Get Member. Um, and it, it is what it says yeah. um, there in terms of a customer referral program, right? But um, the, our, our members, our customers are our best brand ambassadors. Um, they're talking about our products and services every day. And I'll, I'll give you a little a story or an e- example of this. I was recently on a flight from uh, London to uh, back to New York. And uh, the, the, we hadn't left the jetway yet. And a customer rang her call bell and asked the flight attendant to come over. And she wanted all of the details about what was going on with Wi-Fi on the, on the plane. And the next thing, and she had no idea who I was sitting next to her. Um, and the next thing I hear her saying, both to the flight attendant and to everybody around her, Does everybody have an Amex Business Platinum car? Because you know you get that free Wi-Fi. And I I mean, I I couldn't have asked for (laughs) a better sort of confirmation sort of of our brand. But it's also... Talk about working media. Well, that's exactly (laughs) it. And contextually relevant, like in the moment. These are all of those buzzwords just like going at you. That's exactly right. And I could have sent out, you know, thousands and thousands of impressions. And all I needed was her voice sort of in that moment. And so um, this is just sort of, uh, you know, as as you're talking and asking me about the customer, I mean, she just said it. And so we've started this program, Member Get Member, and uh, we started actually, believe it or not, internationally first. We've brought the program over to the U.S. Why was that? Why internationally? Um, Because I feel it's really important. I have a global job. And I think oftentimes you, you often start um, in the in the U.S. It's a big market. Um, and I thought it was really important to sort of understand uh, the local relevance in a, in, a, in a local market. So we started um, this, ex, you know, uh, in international, brought it to the U.S., expanded really rapidly. Um, over the last couple of years, we've seen the numbers double and triple in terms of how many new card members we're acquiring through this program. And it now accounts actually for over 10% of all the new customers um, that we get in the franchise. So just really powerful listening to your customer. They're the best advocate. Um, you know, you just you couldn't ask for anything better in terms of brand ambassador. And we're finding the same thing in terms of our colleagues or employees referring other colleagues to the business and also also, you know, referring our products and, and services through customers um, to us as well. You, you mentioned also, because that's really interesting, because I, I like that it's simple. It's, it's, you know, it's this isn't difficult or complicated, really, because you'd mentioned sort of clutter. Let's let's forget the clutter. Let's get really focused. And this is a great example of something that I feel is simple, focused, yeah. has a has a has a very clear objective to it. Um, one thing that I've been sort of thinking about, because you mentioned, kind of, you know, the customer's always been happy to tell brands what they're thinking maybe now because of digital media and all of these things it's just possible more and also it's possible for the brands to be listening more can you talk to me a little bit about how um how just in your role you've kind of worked on that listening kind of what does that actually meant um you know especially internally sort of where is what does that meant in terms of new investments or new types of technologies that you're saying we need to be doing more of um to make sure that you are really listening to that customer. You have to be listening all the time. Um, That's our job, um, to understand what the customer wants and needs. 
always encouraging my team members um, to be with customers, to be with clients, either from a face-to-face perspective. And you have to remember, we have both consumer products and business products. Um, So a a, a lot can happen face-to-face with a client um, to sort of listen um, and understand our customers uh, digitally, uh, online, um, through our phone calls as well. It's just, you, you just can't forget about the customer at the end of the day. So listening is paramount in terms of being a great marketer. Um, and, and I think then out of that, you clearly get some some insights. So let me talk to you um, a little bit about um, some of these insights. Um, I, I think you know we recently launched a new brand platform. Um, it's just about a year old now, Powerful Backing. Don't live life, don't do business without it. Um, and in listening to our customers, as well as doing lots of lots of um, research, the one insight that stood out for me is just the transformation of work. Um, and the fact that uh, work and business are so intertwined now, um, I'm sure you can relate. Um, in <laughs> I'm, terms I'm nodding really hard for those who can't see me. <laughs> in terms of, you know, just... Uh, for me, one second uh, trying to be a mom and the next second trying to think about being a better manager and just that we toggle through sort of life all day, um, uh, trying to balance um, all of that. So one, just this blurring or this blending of sort of lives is sort of a a core insight. I think the other thing um, that's going on is I think we're going to look back and see how dramatically work has transformed. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, sort of take a look at the gig economy, um, take a look at uh, the side hustle, uh, take a look at the fact that I think um, the facts are out there now that 40% of all workers, I know this, I believe, is a, is a U.S. fact, but I know it's happening all over the globe, are temporary, casual, mm-hmm. self-employed. And so we need to be understanding uh, what our customers are doing and figuring out how to powerfully back them in both their sort of work um, and life. And I think we are a perfect company to do that, to be at that intersection. And that's an interesting, the- in some ways, the customer changed yep. in a way. At least yep. there, was, there was a generational shift and yep. there's a lot going on. So you have to adapt while doing that. Absolutely. And you're in a great place to do it. We are. And yeah. the products and services and the breadth and depth of sort of what we have mm-hmm. being both, now I'll go back to those acronyms we started with at the <laughs> beginning in terms of being both a B2C and a B2B mm-hmm. um, company. And just, I think we have just tremendous assets to sort of meet your needs where you are in the moment to sort of deliver on that powerful backing promise. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, kind of just stepping away from even just Amex for a little bit. But um, just I think one of the most interesting things that's happened in our industry recently has been kind of the proliferation of so-called D2C, digitally native, um, digital brands, young brands, new brands. Um, And I'm curious about your perspective, because I do think it's interesting that a lot of these new companies, you know, some of whom literally just started maybe a year ago, um, are showing people sort of a new way of doing things, or at least what seems like a new way of doing things. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's been really fascinating to me is how many, how much, how much both of what ended up feeling like, okay, these are, this is what new companies do. This is what established companies do. And now those lines are blurring. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's focused on the customer. Everyone's focused on first party data and how important that is. Everyone's being focused on talking directly to their customer. Everyone's really focused on brand and really knowing what that brand stands for. How much of these, again, these digitally native, whatever you want to call them, brands have transformed the landscape in your opinion? Uh, I think, 
uh, tremendously. Um, that that would be uh, my my answer, absolutely. Um, and in a couple of ways, um, I think that they understand that that's the way the customer's thinking, sort of this an approach of kind of digital or mobile first in terms of um, how they're talking to the customer, how they're developing their, their products and services. And what I think is really powerful is the types of experiences that they're creating, uh, very authentic, very simple, uh, easy to use, um, and that is really powerful. Um, and I also think um, a lot of these um, young brands, just like us as a 168-year-old brand, have purpose sort of embedded in them as well. And that's really powerful mm-hmm. um, in terms of being very clear, even in their young age of development as a brand, in terms of being very clear about kind of what they stand for um, and not being shy about yeah. telling customers. And I think you like, mentioned sort of that, it's again, it's taking getting rid of that clutter. It's yeah. very single minded. It's very laser focused. Um, it's very exciting in that way. It is, and that those experiences to be, they're uh, they're beautiful, right? They're <laughs> they're they're frictionless. They're simple. They get you, um, and they want to get you on your journey and get you on on your way. And I think we've learned a lot of lessons, um, and we've we've transformed um, as well. And yeah. and I think that's important. Um, you mentioned purpose, and I do definitely want to spend some time talking about that. I think. Again, in the last year and a half or so, if there was a word that you asked me, you know, that defined kind of at least as we've been covering the marketing industry and its shifts, mm-hmm. it's been what have you heard most purpose? Yeah. I think every every marketing lead, every brand manager down to, you know, every single person that I speak to say, we have to figure this out. And if we haven't already figured it out and if we already know what our purpose is, we have to really make sure we're sticking to it and doubling down on it. And what I find interesting is this is coming at a time when all of these studies are coming out showing that. No, you know, Americans, and this is mostly American study, American consumers really want to feel like they can trust the brands that they work with. American consumers will pay more money even for people and to work with brands and that they trust. And at the same time, trust in institutions is, is, is at a low. There's also all these studies coming out about that they're not trusting anybody from whether it's you know, platforms that they work with to even brands that they that they pay money to, to institutions that they just no longer believe in. Those two things are so interesting to me because they almost feel like they're 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 saying different things. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that account for you know what's really going on in the industry? What is it? So, uh, the the best way I can answer that question is to sort of focus back at, at American Express. Um, I started this by telling you we're 168 years old. Um, and it's a, a, a service, security, and trust brand. But every single day, we have to sort of work hard to sort of gain, uh, earn, and keep that trust. Um, it's not something you just get and no, forget. No, you, you, <laughs> you don't. And I think in this kind of short-term transactional war, world, you know, we're about the long game, that um, important sort of long-term um, relationship. And I'm going to give you an example of what I think trust and that human connection and purpose is, is all about. You know, you, you asked me earlier about listening uh, to a customer. So I want to relay a, a, a customer call um, that happened uh, a while ago. Customer called in, um, a, a young gentleman, um, asking uh, if we could help him in terms of getting a dinner reservation. And in the process of getting that dinner reservation, 
he must have mentioned uh, seven or eight times um, that his wife was pregnant um, and that she needed a, a special uh, a diet for her meal that night. So as we were helping to plan that reservation, if we could uh, think about that as well and understand that. And he mentioned over and over again that she was pregnant. And I think if you listen to that call, two things I take away um, from that experience. One, that had to be his first child because <laughs> no one would be um, as as focused in on the fact that she was pregnant. If uh, And then the second thing is we just took our time and we listened and we really tried to understand um, you know, what he was saying. And, and I think he just wanted to talk about it and have that conversation. Um, and, and that's a human connection that we've made. Um, and that's important to us in terms of sort of really, you know, building that relationship um, over time. That's such a great story. Yeah. I, I'm curious about just sort of the listening, because obviously MX, a lot of what American Express does is, you know, there's you have kind of concierge services and people who are available to really chat with yeah. <laughs> and all, at, yeah. at many times, again, phone calls, um, yeah. email, et cetera. Um, and that's a great, I mean, you've got essentially a ton of incoming, I hate to say it, but it's data, but it's also yeah. these are real people yeah. <laughs> with a lot of real stories. How do you even go about in your role kind of sorting through all of this immense amount of information and understanding, you know, which of these can translate into insights that might you know, change the way you're thinking about the next year or yeah. something, which of these translate into quick actions we can take. Um, I'd love to just understand the breadth of all of this information and how you manage it. Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to say is very carefully <laughs> in terms of how we manage the information um, and being very sensitive in terms of how, when, and sort of where we use it. Um, but we've talked about this already in terms of customers raising their hand um, and expecting us <laughs> Uh, to know them um, and to use their data, again, in the most appropriate way, but to use it to deliver them uh, sort of relevant news, relevant offers, relevant products and, and services. And you're right, there's a lot of it, um, but we have an incredible team of data specialists um, that are going to look for patterns and trends at an aggregate level um, that are going to help us sort through those insights. Um, but sometimes it just comes down to something very simple and straightforward. Uh, you know, I'll give you a, g a good example of, of an insight. Um, if customers have given us permission, and again, it's all about um, permission, but if customers have given us permission to know when they step out of their own neighborhood, meaning they're traveling 100 miles away or they got up on a plane um, to, a, to a new destination, um, we are going to make sure when they get to that new destination that up pops up great recommendations and, and offers for them to try out some uh, mm -hmm. new restaurant, um, to uh, see a great play, you know, to take advantage of a, a music event that's happening that night, be real time, contextually relevant, you know, and, and that's what customers are expecting, that we're going to know them, um, care about them and deliver it at, at, at sort of, you know, the right time in the right place. Um, and, and you've heard other marketers say this all the time in terms of right person, right message, right place. I just think we're now at a great intersection in terms of the data, the technology, um, and that human connection to make that all happen kind of in, in, in real time. Um, you, this is, you know, obviously we've kind of talked a little bit about existing customers and keeping them and retaining them, yep. you know, is really important. And you did mention earlier kind of word of mouth and referral remains kind of a really big part of 
acquiring new customers. Um, what else? What else are you doing to get new customers? And what have you found works today? What have you found that maybe used to work? And you know, you've you've shifted some of those energies elsewhere. I'm curious about just your kind of investment in new customers and what that breadth is. Sure. I'm going to refer back first to the launch of the powerful backing campaign. Launched it just about a year ago. Um, and uh, it's now up and running in 55 markets and, um, you know, on the way to more um, along um, the way as well. And uh, for me, it was really important that we conveyed ourselves both as a consumer brand and as a business brand. And so um, that's something um, that I think is really important. And a lot of customers or uh, prospects didn't know that in terms of that we could be there for them in their work and in their life. So that was really important to create that platform, grab on that insight as we talked about earlier. I talked to you a little bit about member get member. Another thing that's been incredibly powerful, we're known for this, is just all the experiences and activations that we create. Um, We have great partnerships with uh, folks like the NBA, um, the US Open, we just have a new partnership with Wimbledon. The list goes on um, in terms of great partnerships. And I mention it not only in the context of delivering great value for our Mm -hmm. customers, but it's also a great opportunity for others that are not our customers to, 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 to witness it, to feel it, to see it, to um, you know, to experience it with, uh, with an Amex customer or friend and think about those touch moments like that um, where we can uh, bring new uh, prospects in um, and feel the brand um, uh, in a real and an immediate way. So that's been very effective for us as well to sort of use or leverage those experiences or those activations Mm -hmm. to attract new customers um, to the brand. What about more prosaic things? Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing, (laughs) search, display, all of that? Look, all of that stuff is like incredibly important too. That's just happening. Yeah, I mean, you got to, you know, you you, you have to do that. You have to be where your customers or where your potential customers are. All really, really important. Again, I think what's working and it's things we've already talked about, um, those brand advocates being your employees or your existing customers to pull others in, these fabulous sort of experiences. And yes, we have to sort of push in terms of thinking about both all of those existing channels you mentioned and thinking about sort of where and when our customers are going and sort of bringing them in, you know, sort of in new and interesting ways. And, uh, you know, I, I give you an example of something that's traditional. Um, but we've been able to sort of, um, you know, personalize. We were able to, um, when we launched the brand platform, put our message on top of New York City taxi cabs and uh, old-fashioned way in a lot of ways <laughs> in terms of how to uh, promote. Well, these days, Adam Pum is hot. Right? So. It is. It is. So are podcasts. <laughs> um, uh, but we've been able to sort of customize those taxi co- t- taxi top messages so when they're traveling in a different neighborhood they're able to say, hey, when you're up in the Upper West Side or you're down in Tribeca, and those taxi tops change in terms of the messaging, in terms of being reflective of American Express can be there for you wherever and, and kind of whenever uh, you need us. Any any channels or, you know, I guess, types of advertising you're using um, or investing in that would surprise us that, oh, we wouldn't think that would have really worked for you, um, but it has worked. Or that surprised you? Um, you mentioned before, Adam, 
of out of home, and I think it's been a really uh, powerful uh, vehicle for us. Um, again, referencing when we uh, launched the Powerful Backing platform, we actually backed local artists, new, young, up-and-comer artists, um, and we gave them a blank canvas in places like L.A. Um, to create their artwork um, and, and really back them and uh, express themselves. And it was sort of our way or our demonstration of we've got your back so you can do what you love best. And I was so surprised in terms of both um, the reaction because people could watch as that art was being made, um, as well as for me, it just truly delivered on this promise um, that we've been talking about, um, particularly from a young sort of business entrepreneur um, that were there for them. And I was just, you know, really uh, surprised and excited about the viral nature mm-hmm. of something, um, something like that. At the end of the day, in terms of watching that artwork being created, and then um, you know, it flew, it flew around in terms of the the power of it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, how much do sort of some of the kind of try, I'll call them tried and tested issues of digital marketing um, that everyone knows about? concern you in your role? I mean, you know, how much is sort of fraud a concern and a focus of, you're, you know, you're spending all this money and you're working so hard to make your marketing work. Um, how much does it concern you that, you know, some of it is being wasted? Some of it isn't really working. Some of it is um, not really going to places that you thought it was going to. Because again, I think one of the one of the interesting things I'm seeing now is just more pressure to make sure that it's actually making sense. Because again, if you're going back to the customer, that customer is so important, let's make sure it's actually getting there. Um, what have you done to kind of figure that out? And how much is that a concern for you? Yeah, um, it, you know, it's important. Um, absolutely important. You want your dollars to work hard for you. You want to have effective and, uh, and efficient investments. For me, uh, top of mind is brand safety. Um, and I want to just make sure, um, because of what our brand represents, and we've been talking about this the whole time in terms of the service security and trust, um, that we are in places um, uh, where our customers are, um, but also sort of represent kind of who we are. So we've had a deep focus on that, just um, ensuring insu- in- um, that we're placing our messages in the most appropriate places and working with our partners sort of every day to Have make sure that... Have things improved on that front? I think so. Okay. I really think so. Um, and because we're all demanding um, together uh, as a core set of marketers around the globe that it needs to be, it's um, and it's important. Um, but it's, it's also important important, you know, we talked earlier about the flip from B to C to C to B. It's important for consumers to receive our brand in contextually relevant places. And so that's why we work so hard um, uh, on, on, on that. And then the other thing that, that I would say, and I'm going to flip the question a little bit, um, this is actually core to our business model overall. And let me explain what I mean. I know you're talking about fraud from an advertising perspective, mm-hmm. but I want to just explain to you how core this is to the DNA of our brand. Every single day, we want to work hard to make sure that the transactions that are happening for our customers are authentic and real. Correct. And so when you say that word, the first thing that comes to mind is it's not a very about different. A, it's very different. <laughs> different 
right. in terms of just ensuring of that mm-hmm. um, that I've got your back and mm-hmm. that I'm protecting you and I'm alerting you in terms of when something doesn't feel or sort of seem right. And that actually would be a different but I think great example of how we've also tried to do it in a very mobile first and sort of digital way um, and just uh, doing it sort of immediately and giving you an option to tell us right back, <laughs> you know, sort of right then and there, yes, this was me, this was the transaction, right. or no, I, you know, never was. And um, that's an integral you know, part of that experience. Completely. Right. And that is, I think, the, the truth moment every day. Mm. We get so much great feedback about that. Um, and, and, you know, a lot, a lot of times we get it right. Sometimes we don't get it right. But even when we don't get it right, customers are appreciating, wow, you're looking out for me. Mm-hmm. You're taking care of me. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, back to that flip from B to C to C to B. Like, mm-hmm. you're listening. You're understanding. You're focusing on me. I trust you. What is the hardest part of your job? <sighs> the incoming. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, There's just a lot to to read, um, to understand, um, to focus on. Um, so that, that, and time management in Mm -hmm. terms of just how, uh, uh, how to make sure that I'm focusing on the right priority sort of what you might need to ignore in that moment. And a lot of it is about saying no versus saying yes. And then the other thing for me, we haven't talked about it that much, but the other thing for me is I just want to carve out and make time for my team, for my people, um, so uh, that we can collaborate um, and that it's fun coming to work um, and we can make magical things happen. Yeah. And so how do you focus on just ensuring that you have a, um, you know, a high performing uh, team uh, every single day? Yeah. You know, it's got to be fun to come into work. Um, <laughs> Hopefully. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, before I let you go, I can't let you go without talking a little bit about just the year ahead and mm-hmm. what you're most excited about. I already asked you what your, what uh, stresses you out or what the hardest part of what you do is, but uh, what, what sort of new innovation or technology do, are you most excited about seeing where it leads to in the coming year? Uh, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So going to answer that, I think in a, in a couple of different ways. Um, the first for me is this notion of human to human marketing, um, or people based sort of marketing. And again, I know we've talked about it before, but I think there's just a tremendous opportunity, um, to use that data, um, and to get much more sophisticated in terms of anticipating needs, um, and how we deliver personalized content that's going to feel very different for you versus me versus someone else um, in terms of getting that material, getting that message. So we're going to work really hard on on how that personalization um, comes to life. And I'm really, really excited about that. I'm going to give you another example. We just launched a product called Amex Go. Um, and it is um, focused on that insight that I shared with you earlier in terms of 40% of workers are freelance or contractors or, or sort of temporary. I think there's a huge opportunity for us to capitalize on that environment. So what Amex Go is, it's a virtual t- kind of digital account that enables large companies to actually be able to uh, sort of process all of those kind of travel and entertainment expenses from those uh, contractors or temporary workers in a much more seamless way. And so the reason why I bring that up 
is just to that I, that's something I'm really fascinated by in terms of how work's transforming and how we can be at the center of that and creating products and services that are going to meet those those needs. So here you have a large company, small business entrepreneur in terms of a contractor, and we've created a product or service that's going to sort of work for them. So I really want to spend a lot more time understanding that intersection and seeing where we can develop great products and services to to meet the needs of those blended lives. You're going to be busy. Yes, I definitely, <laughs> definitely. But exciting. I told you I love my job. <laughs> we'll end on a very positive note today. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And that's all for today. Thank you for listening. Our producer is Gianna Capadona. If you like the show, here's what you need to do. Give us a shout out on iTunes or tweet at me. I'm at Trine Bacek. You can also send me an email, Trine at Digiday.com. I can't wait to hear what you think. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. <laughs>